Welcome to Season 2 from A Lancashire Lass with me, Lucy Baxter. Joining me today is Shane Whitaker, the owner and founder of Asiet Catering. He's also the sous chef at the Inn at Whitewell. And we're going to be talking all about what Asiet Catering is and... Um, yeah, how you listeners can kind of get in touch if you're interested in that. So, first of all, welcome to the podcast. How are you today? Yeah, very good, thanks. How are you? Yeah, I'm good, thanks. So, yeah, why don't we go way back to when you were, like, younger, how you got into cooking and why you have an interest in it? Yeah, sure. Um, so... I went to um, a boarding school, uh, so we used to come home on the weekend, um, a twin brother, so we used to come home on the weekend and uh, I needed some money because uh, I was into motocross uh, racing, so I was uh, trying to save up for my own bike, so um, I started out as a pot wash uh, for a guy called Jack Waite, he was uh, trained by Marco Pierre White, really, really good chef, had his own place, um, yeah, and I, just, I just started getting into it and I was working all the times so on the summer holidays, I was working probably 60, 70 hours a week. Um, and then, yeah, I just decided to, um, for him to uh, train me up. So he, he trained me up a bit and he said, uh, you need to start looking for somewhere where you can get some really good training. How about Northcote? So, yeah, I applied for Northcote. And after, I think, two interviews and three trial shifts, uh, they offered me the job, apprentice. And then they offered me a job as a commie chef as well, three fishes. Um, so yeah, uh, I joined, I joined um, the River Valley Inns uh, while I was waiting to start in Northcote. Um, did my apprenticeship with the Northcote group, so I worked around the River Valley Inns and uh, Northcote. Got some good training there, met some uh, really good chefs. Um, yeah, and then I just did a few a few bits at um, some gastro pubs around Chorley, Preston, this area. Um, so I think I got my first head chef role. I think it was about twenty. 21, 22. So yeah, um, and then I decided to take a step back. So uh, I joined the um, the Inn at Whitewell, which is really really good. Loving it there, great team. Um, so I was doing a bit of private dining as well for a company, um, and then it was really good, like good pay, great to um, experience going in people's houses and cooking cooking for those people. But then I decided why not just do it on my own. So yeah, I set up this um, this company, and it's yeah it's taken off quite quite well really yeah a lot of uh, a lot of customers I've done a few events already people are loving it so yeah it's exciting it sounds like Nigel Howard's really kind of um enjoyed like training up young northern chefs especially from like the Ribble Valley and sort of the north yeah, yeah. it yeah. seems like it was a really good training ground for you all to kind of hone your skill yeah, definitely. what was your kind of go-to dish back then when you started that you like to make Hmm. So I was I was bouncing around everywhere really, uh, all the different sections, uh, but probably uh, a dish we had on the clog and billycock. It was a um, it was a partridge dish, uh, but it just it just looked really nice on the plate. So it was like a roast partridge with a uh, braised sticky braised red cabbage, um, some like re- re- reduced sauce. But yeah, it was re- really nice. Um, yeah, every, everybody asks always, "What's your signature dish?" And to be fair, I don't I don't think I've got one yet. So how long have you been in the industry? So, when the 14, 10 years. And do you feel like you're 
cooking style has changed since you started like when you were 14 do you feel like it's I don't know has it what is your style would you say yeah definitely so um so I've worked Michelin side obviously at Northcote and uh, another place um I've done gastro type pub, pub food but I think my style of food is just honest foods done well so say if it's for instance just a, a fish and chips that's not my dish but for example a fish and chips has got to be done well like very very well so like classic classic dishes um so if we're doing a hot pot or a fish pie it's done properly but well there's nothing bought in it's yeah so it's attention to detail as well i like um i like food that's not over the top intricate food nice food but not there's not million things on a plate going on so it has to make sense as well yeah, and so what would you say is your favourite Lancashire food? Hot pot. Lamb oh, hot pot. Do you know what I think that's, that's such like a, a standard? I'm, I oh, don't, yeah. I don't know what else, like, like they do butter pies, don't we? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I've heard um, 263 in Preston do a really good take on a butter pie. Oh, really? Yeah, I wanted yeah, yeah. to go there for like ages, but it's like always booked up. Um, yeah. <laughs> which I guess is good for them so then when you went to be sous chef at the inn at Whitewell what's it like there for people who maybe haven't eaten there before yeah it's, it's, it's really nice um so hopefully moving forward they've, they've got me on board and uh, they said they just want a bit of um fresh fresh air fresh air in the kitchen so a bit of inspiration as well because the, the food's great the food's great um, but they, they want I think they want to adapt that um, soon uh, but yeah it's the food there I would say it's quite fine dining in the setting um, but the food's like real pub food done well if that makes sense so pub restaurant food that's done to a high standard mm-hmm. the pandemic obviously majorly affected all kinds of restaurants do you think that's what where maybe your Asiat catering kind of came from because we yeah. can I don't know, we can eat at home, but then you're sort of bringing a different dynamic to us going to a restaurant, do you think? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I've, I've been having this this in my head for quite a while. Um, and I've, I always want my own place, um, a small, small place in the country. Um, but, yeah, yeah, definitely the pandemic, because if during the pandemic at one point, I was a, an Amazon delivery driver. Oh, I, I'm sure you must have delivered many a parcel to my house, the amount of Amazon deliveries. Yeah. <laughs> And so what was the, how long was the process of setting up this like company and what was the thought behind the name? Mm. So literally, uh, I just had the, th- the, the thought and I spoke to uh, my partner and I said, right, I, think, I just need to do it. He said, just do it. So literally, I just started making a, an Instagram page um, and getting a few bits. Of, I just had some Amazon parcels delivered. Actually. I've got myself a, a backpack machine and a sous vide stick. So, yeah, but um, yeah, I just literally set it up uh went for it um got on social media everything nowadays is on social media so got a lot of shares yeah it's growing yeah and the name asiat you were saying is that because yeah what does that mean in so french a place a place where i worked at we had an asiat dessert so it was like a selection of desserts i just thought the name sounded cool um and the, the name in, in french means a place of food so i thought i was trying to think of a name for ages um and i thought it just yeah it sounded right and so 
aside from that what would you say is your favorite meal to kind of eat if you were to go to a restaurant what would you be your like start a main and dessert right. i feel like this actually says a lot about a chef what you yes thank you um <laughs> so i think for a start i do like a good terrine and i think you can tell a good chef as well if his terrine is on point so yeah, maybe a terrine, not a, not not a really old school one, but something. Yeah, like maybe a terrine or something that's that tastes like a skill. So like a a pork pie, for example, something yeah. that's take that takes a lot of skill. Not something that you can just eat every day. Um, yeah, uh, for main course, it'd probably be a fish dish. So uh, the coach and the horses recently. So every time I go out with my partner, I'm always saying, "Oh yeah, it's not bad." I'm never left overwhelmed. Um, but yeah, I had a really nice fish dish um, at the Coach and Horses. So it was like, what was it? I think it was halibut. Halibut. So my main course would be fish, a nice sauce, some veg, and whatever it's garnished with. Um, and I'd probably follow that with... I used to be a really, really uh, sweet tooth guy, but not such anymore. I like a lemon meringue pie. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they're good. Have you been to Ye Horns Inn since it's relaunched? Because that yeah, yeah, I went. I went there on the opening day. Oh, it was brilliant. It's really yeah, good. Yeah. We went there for roast, hoping to get them on later in the year. But that that was a really a good roast there. Um, yeah. they're just ever... cha just changing their menu at the minute, actually. Yeah, I saw on their Instagram. Have you um ever thought about going on Great British Menu? If you're so like, because you're very fresh with your ideas and plates of cooking and stuff. Yeah, I mean, I've still got a lot to learn, so maybe, yeah, I probably would be interested in it. Um, yeah. You know, like, after a day of cooking at work, yeah. you home, are you expected mm -hmm. to cook? Do you want no. to cook? What do you cook? No, no. My partner takes care of cooking, so, yeah. That does it, does it feel like it's not a hobby if you have to do it? Like, obviously, it's your work, but do you have it mm. as a hobby as well, or do you feel like at the end of the day, you're literally like, I don't want to cook my own food? Oh, no, so... Nowadays, it's well. I'm only I only work eight hours a day, so yeah, still still uh, still like cooking. There's, if you if you fall out of love with something that you do as a job, just quit. <laughs> There's no mm. point carrying on, really. But I think that it yeah, that's a good tip. I feel like as well. Now, obviously, I'm not a chef, but if I cook something and I put like a lot of time and effort in, I always like giving it other people. I don't like eating it myself. I prefer. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if that's just me but yeah. yeah so what's what would be your go-to like thing to eat after work or like your favorite thing your partner cooks <laughs> yeah something simple i like a good corned beef hash yeah no yeah. they're good i'm with you on that oh, fajitas yeah, yeah. They're good. what would you um like take me through your typical day now so like mm. with the athlete catering on the side as, as you know well not on the side but like as well yeah, as yeah. do chefing talk me through kind of your day and what you do so well we're just in the process of moving actually so it's been like very chaotic a lot going on um but usually day to day wake up uh take the dog out because we've got a little dog so take, take the dog for a walk and then let's do some work on the business so try and reach more audience uh, i've just ordered some personalized aprons things like that um then go to work depends what shift i'm on because it's not nice nice easy days have a split shift um eight till four or a, uh 
was it seven till three or two till finish? So I'll, I'll go to work, do do whatever I'm doing at work, and then just come home. Yeah, have something to eat. We carry on with some more with the business, and then that's it. And talk me through like the menus that you do for the Asiat catering, and talk me through like what you provide, like what it what it is in more detail. You know, in terms of what you offer. Yes, yeah, so there's a few different menus. So I like to try and care for everybody, really. Um, so I have done a lot of sample menus. So what I'd like people to do is just to have a look through the menus and if there's something they like on the menu, for them to basically pick pick what they'd like um, and then go from there. And the menus the menus I've done, there's a few different styles of food in there. There's some Asian cuisine. There's nice gastro-style food. Bit of fine dining food, so yeah, there's a um, bit for everybody, really. So, how does it work? Like, you come to someone wants you to cook for them. Do you go to their house? Like, do you prepare it there? Like, how does it work? Yes. Yeah, so, there's different options. So, uh, I'll cater for events. So, if somebody's got a wedding, christening, anything like that, um, there is actually maybe a wedding for next year. Um, so, yeah, they'll contact me ask um if i'm available and what the process is so usually i say like, have a look through i can send you some menus i'll send them some menus they'll have a look um and say right we're after could could you come to our home and cook us a three-course meal with some kind of pairs to start so, yeah yeah no worries um, so then what i'll do i'll prepare the food in advance maybe a day in advance um because some things take obviously a long time cooking get all that ready with um a friend of mine who used to be my sous chef when I was head chef at the Heinz Head in John and Richard. Um, we'll get all that prepped. And then the day after, say an hour before they like the food, we'd go to the house, um, finish off whatever needs doing, set up, serve the food, bring the food to the customers, the clients rather. Yeah. And then it goes from there, really. I was going to say, like, what kind of like atmosphere is it for them? Like for you, it must be quite quite relaxed but like what if you turned up at someone's house and like I don't know the oven like how do you deal with like yeah, we've had, yeah we had that um a few weeks ago in, in Lytham massive house stunning um but yeah his oven kept going off so um yeah we managed managed to get by we just powered together and cooked the dish in a different way <laughs> and the ingredients that you use are they kind of local to Lancashire or or... Yeah, yes. Everything's very locally sourced and a lot of stuff. Um, I, well, we, we, we grow a bit as well, so the herbs, um, I grow the herbs. Um, but yeah, every, everything's really local within probably five, ten mile radius. And do you think that's what, like, do you think people are more bothered about that now than, than they were? Yeah, yeah wow. definitely. Everyone likes to support local businesses. And yeah, I think it's... When a customer knows it's from around the corner on the, or on the doorstep, it's more appealing than rather, oh, we went, we got this from a supermarket and it's been whatever's happened to it. Does that make your dining more expensive, understandably so, if it's like more local? Uh, to, be, to be fair, the, the prices, um, I've been, a few people that I've done events for, I said, you can charge more, you can charge more. I said, no, I don't want to charge more. That's, the, that's where it's at. And I don't feel like I need to charge more, if that makes sense. Yeah. So why don't you just sort of maybe talk a bit about pricing, then your different menus and, and how much they are? 
Yeah, no worries. Um, so I'll just get... Right, so for example, um, I've got a big uh, sample canapé menus. So with the canapés, um, I've done, I've just done a, a, a price for the, like a set price, if you will. Um, but on the, there is some like lobster, uh, which are, which do bump the price a bit more, but I just thought a good price for one person for maybe three to four kind of pairs would be 12.95. And I've, I've worked out that cost from doing, doing research and a, a lot of places will charge 15 quid and you get three. So I just thought, what, what can I do to make it fair? Um, obviously I'm not, the more, the more you charge, I feel like a lot of places I've been to as well. I've seen the menu and it's been absolutely ridiculous price, and it's come out and been like, how can you charge that much? <laughs> so yeah, I just I've priced it as if I was to go out and have that meal and what I'd happily pay for, and then I've just undercut it a little bit. And then your three course meal. The three so example for a three course meal. Um, it's thirty nine ninety five, so it's under forty pound per person, and you're getting restaurant quality, maybe better than restaurant quality foods cooked for you at, at your home. So yeah, um, and then we've got a five course as well, so that's priced a little bit different. But if you look at the three course menu and then the five course menu, you're only paying not much more, and you get an extra two courses. So. And considering like prices of restaurants, if you go to good quality, like to say under 40 quid for three courses, isn't really going to happen nowadays. No chance. No. I remember when I was younger and like me and my parents could go out for a meal and it'd be 30 quid for the three of us. And now that's yeah. like laughable. Absolutely. Yeah, no. That's but, just starting mine. Yeah, well, exactly. So who would you say is your biggest influence like as a chef or some like a chef you look up to? Hmm. There's loads, really, but I, I, I'm a big fan of Tom Carriage. I think yeah. Tom, Tom Carriage is brilliant. He just cuts on the heart. He seems like a really good laugh. Um, yeah, yeah, definitely. Lisa as well. I've worked, uh, I worked for Lisa. She's great. She's um, a great mentor as well. She had a lot of time for me. Um, yeah, locally as well. Like Sean Rest at the um, the horns, your horns in. He's he's great. Yeah, I thought you'd say like. Mm. Like a TV chef, I was trying to think of. Mark or Pierre White, because I've worked for a couple of people that have been trained by him. But, yeah. Did you yeah. ever go abroad and like work as a chef, or did you ever, or would you ever want to kind of learn other cultures? Yeah, yeah, definitely. So I do, I do want to go traveling um, and pick up some some things like say around um, Indonesia, way, um, Asia. Definitely, yeah. But um, as when I, when I was younger, I was just so focused, so focused on my work at the time. Like, oh, I can't really go abroad just yet. And yeah, to be fair, I used to work some ridiculous hours, like fourteen-hour days. So I didn't really have time to uh, go abroad. Do you think, like, because obviously not in the the chef industry, we hear a lot about the stress and the pressure. Is it is it a very stressful environment to work in when it's like service? Uh, yeah, well, it can be, but you've just got to put that to one side. Like I've seen chefs in service throw pans and cry and scream at each other. Like, there's no need for it. As long as you're, you're ready for it, then, yeah, roll with it. So, 
like where I'm at now, it's really chilled. There's no, there's no stress, no stress, no one's on eggshells. Like I've been in kitchens with obviously high caliber chefs and the shouting, screaming. There's not, not need for it because <laughs> you just lose your stuff. Yeah. Do you like, what was I going to say? Do you have like a hobby that you have in your spare time or like, do you do anything other than like cooking and planning menus and yeah. food? Um, motocross like, well I really used to be into it when I was a kid but I'm just waiting for my motocross bike to come back and I'm actually looking as we speak to um, get an on-road off-road bike so because where, where we are um, where I'm working um, not the business side the uh, the Eden White Bell there's just roads like really good roads and off-road a few off-road circuits so um, yeah it's near, is it near, it's near Dunsop Bridge, is it not? Yeah, 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 around the corner of Dunsop Bridge. So we've just uh, relocated to Clitheroe, so. Oh, right. Yeah. yeah, I feel like as well, maybe since the pandemic, everyone has been wanting to go out, out for tea, out for lunch, etc. So I'm guessing like you're kind of ahead of the market with this private yeah. dining thing. What's been some of the reviews you've had or from the people that, that you've done this for? So. I've, I've I've got a lot of reviews. I think well, for now I think it's like fifteen, but that's all for through a company that I worked for. Uh, but I've just had one review now from uh, my company. Um, but yeah, all five stars. That has one under five star, which is good. How long has the business been like a thing? Just under two weeks, I think. But since then, I've had nine, ten bookings. Wow. You feel like marketing, marketing it right, and you know. Well, it's just me doing it, so I'm, I'm always on my phone. I'm getting told off for it, so it's like get off your phone. Yeah, it's like no, need more, need more customers. Yeah, and I guess it just speaks because you you get in volume, but because it's cheaper than like yeah, yeah. I don't know some of you know them. They were doing those boxes like um, mm. what's he called? Yeah, yeah. Long Clume. What's his Simon? Simon Rose. Yeah, 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 and they were doing like those boxes, which were actually really expensive. And mm, they're cooking it at home, but they've got it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you've got to, like heat up the apple sauce yourself, and like try yeah. to make it look like the dish that they'd put a picture of, which it absolutely never did. Yeah, um, yeah. But still tasted good, but just didn't look the part. Yeah, so considering they were like like fifty quid plus, mm. it's like very reasonable so what's your plans for the future then so long term um i think to be fair i think the business will will take off um but yeah so i'm looking maybe to employ a couple of lads to help and um, i've got uh, my old sous chef ethan he's, he's really good um a lad that worked at northcote um so yeah i, I do want to stay in a white world it's a great place to work um so yeah just Keep keep doing both. Keep working. Go from there. How can people get in contact with you or follow you if you know if they've listened to this and fancy yeah. like? And also, actually, before you answer that, say if there's like a couple, just like two people, and they fancy it, do you have like a limit of num? You know, would you go for, to just do two people or is it? Yeah, yeah, of course, yeah, definitely. Yeah, so there's no. Yeah. Like, that's good. So yeah, how can people get in contact? Yeah, so at the minute, so we're just on. Um, Instagram and Facebook so on Instagram it's at Asiet Catering and Facebook it's just Asiet uh, space Catering Asiet spelled 
A double S I E double T E. Cool. And um, my, I think my contact number's on there anyway, so they can contact me through WhatsApp or text message. Amazing. Oh well, thanks for thanks for chatting and coming on the podcast today to talk about it. I think it's like really important to like support these small but will get bigger businesses when they're just launching. So yeah, thanks for that. Yeah, brilliant. No worries. Thanks very much. Thanks for listening and we'll see you next week. To keep up to date with all things from a Lancashire Lass, follow on Facebook and Instagram at from a Lancashire Lass.